Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. At Age of Radio. There's just no need to go that deep into a fucking trailer. I I try to watch these trailer park breakdowns that that people these trailer breakdowns that people do uh, just to see if there's like anything big that I missed after I watched it. And then I hear a guy who's just like, and this pagoda looking uh, marble st- structure here is st- similar to the one that we saw in Doctor Strange. So he's clearly going back to the Sanctorum where they were all training. I was like, who cares? What bearing does that have on a Spider-Man movie? I perfectly agree. <laughs> it sounds like an Ivy League fucking academic trying to like showboat his intelligence or something like that for I no reason think, at a bar. Like you if know? you want to talk about a fucking pumpkin bomb and how that looks just like the same pumpkin bomb from from 2002 Spider-Man, that makes sense. That has bearing on yeah. this movie. But it doesn't fuck it do, you know what? It doesn't matter where Wong's going. He's exiting the story and we just need him gone so he can go fight the abomination cuz that's what we all want. Yep. Yep. It's insane, dude. It's unbelievable. Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. Let's start the show. Welcome to Super Movie Bros. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Jay. It's a, it's a short episode this week. I'm going to be honest because uh, I know Jay was on vacation, so he didn't see a whole lot, and I, uh, I was just, I was just busy adopting dogs, taking care of babies, and just, just living my fucking life. I was too busy to watch most shit. Yeah, and, baby. And there was and, uh, all so, good stuff. Honestly, there was no big, there was no big movies that came out in the theaters or anything like True. that. So uh, we, we, we kind of like, uh, you know, put, put this episode together like there was a time where i was like i don't know what this episode is going to be about and then i was sitting online playing video games with my friends and over my discord chat i just someone someone just says it's here and then a link spider-man no way home trailer and i was like yeah fucking a uh-huh. We got a show. Uh, we got a show now. <laughs> or we have to do a show now. <laughs> we, we got a show. Right. I could I was I was thinking about maybe just passing on this week, you know? D- deep in back d- d- This is like a more of like a soft serve ice cream episode, you know? Yeah. Like nice and easy, single serving, you know, just to just to wet you, your, exactly. your, your just, bill just to a little your bit. Beat, yeah, your little beat. Uh, but no, I was like I was like, oh I'm gonna jump back into the archives and maybe just play something from from the past and stuff like that, but then I this happened and I was like, oh yeah, all right. But then it got me thinking about franchises and stuff like that. This is the third in the franchise, and we know that there have been some real bad thirds in franchises in history. Godfather Part Three, Spider Man Three. I was, you can see here, rattle them all off. Pirates of the Caribbean Pirates, Three, Back to the Future. Don't whoa, whoa three. Whoa, I'm not a big fan of three. You trying to get shot, Clint Eastwood? <laughs> <laughs> You, you, the Buford Mad Dog Tannen. I'm just Back saying. Back to the Future Three is just fine. It's not as good as Two and One. What are we just talking about? What are we just talking about? It's, just, we talking it's, about? Ju- it's just fine. So okay. anyway, we were thinking about we were thinking about all these missteps in franchises and stuff like that. And I decided, Jay, what are the worst franchises 
in movie history. So we're going to be doing our top five worst movie franchises. Now, uh, when we get into that list, I just want to preface this by saying, like, not all the movies in the in the uh, in the franchise yeah. are bad. One hundred percent. I had I was about to say that myself because and also Dave has seen way more yeah. than me, so my list is extremely I'm, limited. I am the franchise guy. Yeah. yeah so this this is uh, just bear that in mind. So what so what I want to say is is that when we do that list, some of them and we'll probably explain it when we talk about them may be on our list because. Later entries into that franchise really let us down. So it's Correct. so it's almost like movie franchises that were a Correct. letdown more so than worst movie yeah. franchises. But yeah. worst that's more poppy. That's gonna get that's gonna get more clicks. That's more clickbaity. Clickbaity. <laughs> uh, but Jay, we still gotta get into the very few things that we watch. So let's get started with what are you watching? What are you watching? What are we watching? She's trying to watch some illegal channel. Always watching. All right, Jay, what'd you get down to watching this week? It's funny because you said you watched two things that you watched but didn't watch. Well, two new streaming films on HBO and then it's also on Prime. One of them we did a trailer park for back in the day and you were very excited about Correct. it. Correct. I, 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 yes. Adam so, Driver. Adam Driver. Which was supposed to get a theatrical release but didn't. Right. So. Marion Cotillard um, is a, like a musical opera on film. Very highly experimentally indie, uh, French cinema esque. Um, this is a challenge, I, to say the least, of a watch. And even for my kind of taste, it, it you know I am not an opera fan. Um, I'm barely a musical fan. And this one is really nonsensical, and I am chipping away at it. But this is my... I've had two or three approaches on it, and I'm only an hour and a half in. So I think I got a good hour left of the movie. And what I can gather is the craftsmanship of this film is phenomenal. And I understand that you can see the display is beautiful. And you see the acting, they're going for broke. I mean, Annette is getting really good reviews. Very, uh, that's not necessarily true. Um, it's a lot of respect, respectful reviews. Even people who uh, don't like it, they can respect it. And I think right. I understand why it's kind of coming from the shades of like my impressions of it. But for some reason, I guess um, do you ever feel, it's I just, just know. not hitting me right. Do you ever feel like I do? When you see like a review for a movie that's like this movie's fantastic, and then like you're like I want to watch that. Like this guy just sold this thing. Like 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 he's selling ice to a fucking Eskimo. I'm in. And then I go I, I go to watch that fucking movie, and I'm just like this is boring. It's pretty, <laughs> but it's boring. Yeah, I, and it's weird because like you know this has so much crazy shit going on. But it, it makes it me wonder. It shouldn't be boring, but it makes me wonder uh, if if like critics and people who review movies more professionally than we do watch something and and see it and they go, I understand that this is technically good, so I better say it's technically good, so I don't get um, so I don't get razzed by the by 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 the rest of my my I, culture. I, I I hear you by, by the rest of the people, my peers in this in this. Uh, I will I, I will say this. If you read the reviews, you could probably gather that that maybe that's part of it. It's like what I'm saying but as far as like I didn't quite like it, but I respect it and I understand the quality behind right. it. Right. Okay. You know? Maybe. 
that's I think a big part but of it. I understand if a, if a critic says that, where they're like, "I this movie's gorgeous." It has. Well, some, you're not going to see that in the headline. You're not going to see the that. Thing. Right, right. What you have gonna, to actually read what their they're going to what they're going to put in the tagline is just like is just like a wonderful masterpiece of stunning visuals. Mm. Adam Driver, he's the fuck is the Robert De Niro of today. And then <laughs> yeah. you go read it, and they're like, "This was the most boring tripe piece of shit that I ever saw." But fuck, it was pretty. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's barely any. This is practically all musical, all sung. It's like dating the hot girl in high school. You're like, man, I I, I never wanted to get inside anything more than I want to get inside her. And you go on a date with her, and then she was just like boring as shit. And you're just like, stunning masterpiece of visual stimulation, but you're boring as shit. Yeah. (laughs) Check, please. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's essentially what. And I'm. And I, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to watch the full movie. I'm just chipping away at it because luckily there's not too much out there right now. So I'm able to do that. Labor of love. Um, I don't think I have that patience to do. I'm trying so hard because I'm just the, the curiosity for the most part. There's just, too really. many, there's just too many other things out there that I, it's that an I opera. want to check It's essentially out. an opera. So it's going to be crazy. It's going to be very fantastical. And, you know, it's put on display. But the one of the biggest mysteries that's never explained is they have... <laughs> It's not really a spoiler, but they have a baby. Okay. And it comes out like a hybrid of a baby and a deer. Okay. And it's never explained. We've seen that before. We I'm just just, we, just saying. We just watched Sweet Tooth, baby. Like, and it's saying. named Annette. So, you know, title character. And that's pretty much where I'm at, essentially. So they're okay. kind of like first couple months with the baby, essentially. And, am I uh, supposed to like watch this and like? No, I don't like, think you're gonna. No, no, like no, this no. At but all. like, am I supposed to watch this and like psycho babbly like analyze like? What, I don't know what a baby. No, I think it is. I think it's one of those weird things that like. Well, the deer simulates prey and the vulnerability <sighs> of a child and the, and the, and the protective nature that yeah. a father feels after a baby is born. I mean, yeah. it's it's clear as day on screen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Like this is a big head scratcher. How was my pain. Gene Shallot? Was that all right? <laughs> Did I need to get a little louder? That wasn't that bad. Not bad. That wasn't that bad. Is Gene Shallot dead? Uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't make fun of the dead. No. I know. Leave the dead lie. So you're not even recommending a net. It's no. More, it's more like one of those cautionary, no. cautionary things. Very it's cautionary just like, tales. Check um, it out if you want. But good luck. Just You'll know right away pretty quickly on if you're going to be able to handle it or not. I mean, it's. I love that. I love Adam Driver's bold. nose, though. Like, I don't know how a woman could look at Adam Driver's face. He's and, a bold and, motherfucker. I don't know how a woman could look at Adam Driver's face and just be like, "I want to ride that." <laughs> but that nose might hit the clit just the right way. Just, just the right way. Just the right way. The way it curves. You know, like so, so, sometimes we, we we weren't born endowed in the way that we want, but we were given the tools that we needed. Like Gene mm. Simmons has always said, "Small dick." That's why I got the tongue. Has <laughs> <laughs> he said that? That's funny. He has said that. Yeah, he's not, uh, he's not well endowed down there, but that's why he's Good got the him. tongue. And for a while, I know, like he had, like he, had, I don't know if it's a world record, but like he had, like his tongue is massive. Like that's why he talks. Oh, kind yeah, of, well, you see it. That's why he talks kind of the way he does because it's almost like his tongue barely fits inside of his mouth. And maybe Adam Driver, you know, I don't know what he's looking like downstairs, but. He's a tall boy. That nose looks pretty good. That nose that might be nose. might might be the gift that uh, that, that we didn't. And there's know some he close had. shots of his hands. He's got some big hands got too. Some big so hands he, too. He might be he might, might be packing a lot better than me in gold shorts. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, callbacks to a Patreon episode. All right. Uh, Jake's- no, the lead-in of the main episode last week, you <laughs> fucking bastard. Thank you. I hope your mother- uh, I still yeah. hope your mother hears this yeah. someday. My aunt, cousins, you know, fucking whoever. Oh, whatever. Anyway. Um, <laughs> 
And then also on HBO, <laughs> I'm just picturing your I'm just picturing your cousin uh, being like just, just just listening to that and just being like, yeah, it's it, he's right. It's not impressive. <laughs> he nailed him. <laughs> he nailed him. He got that. Uh, and uh, Reminiscence, the sci-fi movie that just came out starring Hugh Jackman, also starring Tandy Newton. I heard Ferguson. this is just fucking wow. Boring. Wow. Lisa bad. Joy is the writer director. She is behind Westworld. Uh, it's our first feature directorial debut, and you could tell it's an amateur first timer with a big budget. Yeah, I, I mean, I just, I just heard great it was, idea. I heard great it was, idea. I heard it was boring, just boring. It's very boring. Ugh. It's very boring, and it, you just don't. It's a great idea. If you had a better filmmaker behind it, it would have been really interesting. I think, but it was kind of a cool idea seeing a um, a washed up. Miami, you know, essentially looking like Venice, Italy, you know, you have the boat everywhere. Everything is washed out. The oceans poured into the, the city, you know, because of global warming. Um, and, you know, he's it's hard to get into spoilers, but like so essentially he's able to as a private investigator go into someone's mind and navigate and then figure out what happened in the past within their life or for a fee. They can relive past happy memories. Some people dealing with trauma or depression or something like that, they can do that and live a period of time reliving some happy memories, you know, things like that. So he kind of stumbles into the situation when he falls with this girl. She goes missing, and then the mystery ensues as far as what happened to her, where she go. Well, what we is her got tale. a mystery to solve, so grab yourself a Scooby snack. Yep, don't hold back. Scooby Dooby Doo. It's where are you? It's such a misfire, man. It just is, you know. And it's okay. Like you might be able to just get by watching this, but like, there's just no point. It seems like as of right now. Again, I haven't been able to finish the movie. This is like a second or third attempt on chipping away. I have 30 minutes left, and I still couldn't finish it yet. It's a struggle. It's just so disappointing, you know? But, eh, what are you going to do? All right. Well, you ready to talk about what I was watching this Please. week? So I checked out the new Stars original series, Heels, uh, starring Stephen Amell and Alexander Ludwig, who you may remember as playing Bjorn Ironside. From- sure. From uh, Vikings. Uh, so they both play brothers down south in Georgia. And uh, the older brother, played by Stephen Amell, Jack, runs uh, their father's old wrestling promotion, local wrestling promotion, small-time indie circuit type stuff. And, uh, you know, the, the, the younger brother, Jack, uh, I'm sorry, the younger brother, Ace, seems to be the one that has more of the natural talents whereas Jack has more of the storytelling you know showmanship type talents yeah, yeah and they are obviously butting heads because Ace might get his big break and get taken to a bigger league which may lead him to the quote-unquote big leagues so uh I was automatically as a wrestling fan I was in mm. I was in on it and you know, I, I've been following the the, the at least the, some of the production of the show because at some point CM Punk was kind of like wrestling with these actors and stuff. Yeah, uh, just I guess just for fun, I, I checked. He's not like a producer on a show or anything. The show's actually produced by Mike O'Malley, who you re- who you may remember Sounds as familiar. as the host of Nickelodeon Guts. 
but no, so he, he was looking the visor. He, no, yeah, yeah, like CM Punk just kind of like I, I think, I think because he's he's kind of like a a star, you know, or like movie star, wrestling star. He's he's a public persona, and Steve Amell is is you know a television star and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, you know, I've you, heard about this. Yeah, yeah, you call people, you call people, call people, and of then course. you get yourself on set and you have a little fun. And uh, so, of course. so ever since I saw like pictures of CM Punk there, I've been like following this. Uh, You're this scheduling play show. dates, David. You play a game with me, right? I don't want to play a game. Please. No. I said play a fucking game with me, Ray. That's kind of what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, yeah, I honestly, like being a wrestling fan, I dug it. But I, it's not, it's not really like, sure, there's, there's the inside baseball bullshit that goes on with like wrestling, but really it's about these guys and their lives. Like, like Jack is, is a family man. He's got a wife. He's got a kid. He's got a nine to five job. He's trying to hold all that together while he's trying to build this wrestling promotion and hold that together. Not much unlike a guy who has a wife and two kids and two dogs. And he's just trying to get his little, his little indie podcast off the fucking ground. Yeah, there's some parallels that I see. There's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, like when Which his you wife, could appreciate. Right, right. When his wife is bitching at him about, and I don't want to say bitching. She's rightfully complaining that he spends too much time on this thing and not enough with his family. And like, it's like I get that. I've gotten that speech, and I've rightfully gotten that speech at times because I spend too much time on this little podcast that makes us zero money. Sorry, patrons, you just don't pay us enough. Uh, more patrons though. Patreon.com slash Super Movie Bros Podcast. Get all that pre-roll stuff. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. It's good stuff. And it's worth the dollar. At hear, least a dollar, please. <laughs> hear, more, hear more about Jay Schlong. Or less. You know, but ma- There's ma- a ma- lot ma- of good stories besides my penis. <laughs> mainly more. <laughs> but mainly more. Uh, where it's traveled. But no, I, I think I think if you're if you're a fan of like drama. Then, then, then you could check it out because this, this is like a very bleak story. Like you know, there's there's not a whole lot of sunshine and rainbows going on in rural Georgia, if you know what I'm saying. Like people sure. don't have a lot of money. Everyone's hard up. Everyone's having a everyone's having a hard time, and everyone's got a sob story. And everybody listens to the saddest country songs you've ever heard because every country song, except for new country pop, is sad. Like yeah. someone's dog got run over, their tractor broke down, they ran out of beer, their girl left them, yeah. they ran out of beer, whatever. <laughs> That's the type of country music they're listening to uh, in, in this show. So, like, it's it's very it's it's very depressing at times. Like, uh, so uh, I'm only two episodes in. I think two episodes are out at this point. Maybe by the time you hear this podcast, the uh, the the third episode might be out. It depends how fa- how fast I can get this one edited and put together. But so I, I was just like, you know, it's I can recommend it to people. But I can truly say that anyone who's a wrestling fan can watch this and appreciate it. So, also, uh, I watched AEW Rampage, uh, one uh, one more dance or one final dance or whatever the fuck the episode's name was. Who cares what it was? Because CM Punk returned to professional wrestling, Jay. And I didn't think I was going to get that excited. In my head, I was like, only... A matter of time, right? It was only a matter of time before he came back. He's been gone for seven years. He left the WWE, blew Vince McMahon a kiss, walked away, went and had a UFC career, uh, wrote some comic books. You know, I think he, he wrote like a tell all cool. book at some point, probably, or at least his wife did, AJ Lee. Uh, and then he he acted in some movies. And, and like, I was like, you know, he's he's doing his thing. He's living his life. He he invested well with the money he made while in the WWE so that he didn't have to that's uh, my dream right so so that he didn't have to work if he didn't want to give me to. a chance yeah so all the rumors were swirling for weeks and weeks and weeks that CM Punk's going to be coming back and I didn't think that 
I was going to care until I heard this. So CM Punk's entrance music plays. It's the best entrance music. I know. Right? And, I, and I it hear really that, is. Looked into my eyes. What do you see? And I was just like, oh, my God, CM Punk's back. And the cool thing was, like, it was so deafeningly loud inside the thing. Now, I'm nice. obviously not in the arena to see it. I know. Uh, I know, you can feel it. I know someone we know through through podcasting world, uh, the, the the amazing nerd show. Um, I know that, that they were there for it because they live in the Chicago area. We're able to go to it. Uh, they could probably tell you how deafening it was. But just seeing it on TV, you could barely hear his entrance music. The crowd was roaring so loudly. CM Punk, Chicago native as well. So, you know, it makes sense that they would all go absolutely nuts. But he then delivers a wonderful speech, says he's got so much more to say. And uh, we're just going to have to tune in for the next couple weeks of AEW for him to start getting it all out. Uh, I like it, man. I, I'm I'm definitely going to continue watching AEW. And if you're a wrestling you. if you're a wrestling fan like Vince McMahon's been saying like AEW is not competition for him and may- maybe by the ratings and by merch sales and by and just oh, by 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 sheer, you know, money and fandom and stuff like that, he might be right. But if there was going to be another war of wrestling federations like we had back in the day between WCW and WWF, I think the first shot in the war was just fired with CM Punk coming back. Okay. He's like the okay. biggest fan favorite get that anybody yeah. could have. Um, and I'm sure Vince McMahon has thrown oodles of money at Phil Brooks' feet for him to come back as CM Punk in the WWE. And instead, he's going to AEW. Look, I'm sure a checkbook got him there, too. Oh, without a doubt. A lot of incentive. But to be fair, like, to be fair, he could have taken money at any time and just made money but he invested well he didn't need money he's sure. back now for wrestling and for well passion. maybe he just realizes this is his last shot his last hurrah maybe he's he's in his 40s now that's what i'm saying you don't want to do it forever you you, you can't physically do it forever well, <laughs> not of high quality some people try maybe he has standards some people try uh but so that's gonna do it for what are you watching but jay we did get a voicemail for fact. Yes. Yeah. So let's let's get into this week's movie fact. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. It's the search for fact, not truth. All right, Jay, this one comes from Dylan. We actually know this guy. He's uh, Dylan from the Beard Brothers podcast. I'm I'm good friends with him. Oh, man. <laughs> actually, I don't know if I'm good friends with him. I've never asked him whether we're good friends or not. You know, I, I play video games with the dude, and we, do you we ask talk a lot to people. Yeah, when do you, at what point in a relationship do you go, hey, man, are we good friends? When you're like 15 beers deep and when you're did hugging me and you, each yeah, other. When did me and you decide we were best friends? It happened a very long time ago. <laughs> Right, right around the time we were uh, probably snuggled up on the couch somewhere. Somewhere, I was big spoon. Beers, yeah. beers deep. I was big spoon. You were a little spoon. Six, six trailers watched. <laughs> or Talk, we, talking about life. Did we just become best friends? Yep. <laughs> All right, Jay. Pretty much. So Dylan's got some facts for us about a movie that me and you did a movie cocktail for way back in season one. It is the thing. Hello there. Hello there. This is Beard Brother Dylan from Beard Brothers Podcast. Cody and AJ say hello. 
But Dave, Jay, I wanted to call in and leave you a couple movie facts from uh, my uh, great state of a million depressions, Ohio. Uh, you guys have talked about me on the show before, so I don't know if you want to introduce me or not, but I just did it. We already introduced so, you. So uh, I had a couple movie facts from my favorite movie of all time, and that would be uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. Not that uh, booty prequel one that was released in the 2000s. Uh, the 1980s one uh, that is phenomenal and amazing. 1982, and, uh, one of the best right? horror movies, if not best movie ever made. So I'm due for uh, a rewatch. I have a couple here, so bear with me. I'm going to read them from my telephone. Uh, I have uh, the the original one. I noticed uh, I had talked to Dave about it before. Uh, he is familiar with it, but a double amputee was used to create a one of the film's quintessential special effects, uh, known as the chest chomp. Uh, John Carpenter had actually found a double amputee. For uh, Dr. Cooper, uh, kind of like Richard, Richard Dice, when he uh, attempts to uh, revive uh, Nor- Norris, I believe, uh, with a defibrillator, uh, that's a tough word for me to say, uh, presses the pedals against the patient's skin, counts his arms off. Uh, he actually used a, an actual double amputee uh, from the elbows down uh, to help create that thing, so I thought that was a fun little tidbit. Uh, another one that uh, I noticed when uh, scrolling through a list of some fun trivia facts about this movie. Uh, Kurt Russell almost killed himself with a stick of dynamite. Uh, towards the end of the movie, uh, he gets uh, a little TNT happy and uh, is throwing dynamite. Apparently, for one of the scenes, he used a very real stick uh, and did not get, his, get far enough away from it after he had thrown it, and uh, it actually sent him flying backwards. Um had to be taken to the hospital and checked for uh, a concussion, so that was a fun one as well. And then uh, another one, uh, towards the opening of the movie, uh, Kurt Russell is playing, uh, McCready, of course, is uh, playing a game of chess against a, uh, a one of the super smart chess computers. And uh, a friend of mine just let me know this recently, uh, the female voice that is used for said chess uh, machine is actually John Carpenter's wife. So, uh, Guys, go ahead and discuss that, and uh, I want to say thank you and uh, appreciate the, the hard work you guys put into the show. It's awesome. Uh, you guys help us create our own podcast and uh, go from there. So, yeah, appreciate it. You guys have a good one. I'll talk to you later. Cheers. Thanks, Dylan, for leaving Cheers, us Dylan. the voice message. Uh, so, yeah, I, I did know about the double amputee thing. I think we might have mentioned it back when we did our movie cocktail for the thing. Uh, but I did not know about the quarter stick of dynamite. Or not even a quarter stick, full stick of dynamite. Right. The, so I wanted to I want to be there on the set so I can watch Kurt Russell just do like a badass walking away from the explosion as his beautiful, luscious, like brunette blonde mm. locks are blowing in the breeze and so his thick. beard is rustling oh, with so the explosion. Explosion going off behind us. Hey! <laughs> hey! Ladies! That was fun! <laughs> Kurt Russell, back in the day, man. What a fucking just legend. How would women not just like like just throwing panties at him every time he walked in a room? You know, like, uh, you know that like n- another movie fact. How has fact. he not been single longer in his life? He's been <laughs> married for so long. I know, since Goldie like, Hawn since like the late eighties. Yeah, uh, but one one thing you might not know is, did you know that like the last words of Walt Disney are reported to be Kurt Russell? Mm. Yeah, Kurt Russell's name is apparently like the last thing uttered by Walt Disney Whoa. before before dying. Weird, right? Really weird. Like what? What's he like, Kurt Russell? And it's like, and now I'm wondering, like, <laughs> the hair has. Oh, the hair. <laughs> I've always wanted that sweet boy's ass. That. <laughs> <laughs> that was, he looked like a power bottom. 
just my type. I like a little rough. Ever since I put him in the boy who <laughs> the, the computer wore tennis shoes, I've been trying to get in Kurt Russell's ass. Oh. And it's like, so what do we say his last words were? Uh, not not that. <laughs> just just say they were Kurt Russell. Yeah. And it's like, that raises just enough questions. <laughs> just alone. Uh, sorry to the people of Walt Disney. This is why we're never going to get sponsored or ever be able to get free movie tickets and stuff. They're like, we heard, we heard that shit you said about Walt. <laughs> that man's a legend. <laughs> we probably had our chance and we, we, we screwed it. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so I did not know about the stick of dynamite. And I, uh, I, I did hear about the uh it being john carpenter's wife as the computer it's it's uh the thing one of my favorite movies of all time top 10 movies uh list for sure it's on that list for me and yeah i mean you know i i, I do kind of just want to go back because i think our movie cocktail for uh, for the thing might be lost to the annals of time with how I, many- i'm i would love to do a redo yeah if you want yeah because i think i could make that cocktail better I think I can do a better job. And but why I can't, not redo an episode about the thing? I mean, fuck. Yeah, why not? It's legendary. And then just get Mark in here and just be like, you know, dance monkey. <laughs> we need you for this because Jay can't keep up for uh, all the all the behind the scenes facts and stuff. Yeah, we do for movie and, and Mark's this, you know, an, an academic scholar and filmmaker and booker, book writer, and you know, for sure, shit. for sure, too much. All right, so if you would like to leave us a movie fact in voicemail, just like Dylan did, then you can reach out to us on our Super Movie Bros hotline. That is 267-590-9042. That is 267-590-9042. If you're international, you don't want to call a U.S. number, you can probably just record your voice on like your uh, your mobile computer that you hold there called a cell phone, and then you can probably email it to us, Super Movie bros podcast at gmail.com all right jay now it's time for you and i to get to kind of like the the big part of the show the stuff that 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 made us actually sit down in front of a microphone this week cut the beat and let the music play no trailer park shout out to dave and jay i don't serve but there's a new wave we've been on since god saved the right stop i don't want to flow until i know that the bass drop It's Trailer Park. Fuck, I love that intro song. Yeah. Thanks, Thomas. Yeah, well, it's nice. It's nice hearing a professional musician drop your drop your names in a song. Yeah. I've never. Uh I'll, I'll probably never come down from that high. Thomas Iannucci has a new album out right now, so you can head over to Spotify and check out his brand new album. It's Thomas Iannucci, I A N N U C C I. But Jay, we're here to discuss. The Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. Because this is a trailer that has eluded everybody. Everybody's like, this movie's coming out like November 23rd. Yeah. Here we are. Rumors that they were not even going to do a trailer. Two months in. And then on Sunday, something happened. (laughs) The trailer was leaked online by an unknown source. Sony was quick to take it down, but... Plenty of people saw the trailer, were copying it, putting it out there. So what's Sony left to do? Now what the fuck are we supposed to do? We're some real pretty shit now, man. You finished. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we going to do now? Just put the fucking trailer out. Yeah. And they did. They put it out the very next day uh, on Monday. Somebody got assassinated. Yeah, somebody. <laughs> <laughs> but I was wondering if like maybe someone from the production, like, much like with Deadpool, where they're like, hey, guess what? 
they saw this test footage and they don't want to make a Deadpool movie. So here right. is the test footage from Deadpool. Is everyone interested? And everyone, yeah, fucking A, we're interested. I wonder if someone in the production was like, you know, they don't want to put out a trailer for this, or at least they're not promoting it quick enough. We're worried we're not going to make our money. I have I have back end deals that I got going well, on. Trailer late. You, you you also have CinemaCon going on right now as we record. So this whole week, you got each studio each day kind of promoting all their new shit this year, next year. A lot of, um, lot of good buzz about Stallone's movie Samaritan, by the way. Interesting. Apparently, like huge buzz. There's a lot of good buzz from a lot of big titles, which is kind of exciting to hear. I'm so happy about that. But But, uh, again, uh, yeah, you gotta go to this and you gotta say Samaritan because that's where I play a good Samaritan. (laughs) (laughs) All right, sit down, Sly. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah. Come on, Sly. Relax. relax. Steroids have rotted your brain and your balls, sir. And on, <laughs> uh, so so, but we end we ended up, we ended up getting the trailer. Uh, I couldn't be more happier about it because we had nothing to talk about this week. But also, like I, I did. and guess what? It broke the record for Endgame most watched from YouTube. Oh, really? Twenty four hours span. Cool. Uh, so. I was kind of interested, like, I'm almost a little disappointed that it came out, in a way. I'm very excited that it came out, because we get to break it down, we get to talk about it, I get to geek out over it for the next two months until the movie I comes out. I think in theory, though, it, it is kind of perfect timing, though. How, but how, but th- this is good that the hype, but the hype train has been going, but they didn't start putting out trailers months yeah. in advance like most movies do. Like, we've already had a Jurassic World trailer, that movie's not due out until June of 2022. Like, get the fuck out of here. What, what do we need all that shit for? Uh, but... I, I was kind of curious just to see what a, a movie without a trailer would have done in the theaters, right? If your trailer was just like the logo and it says in theaters November 23rd and it's Spider-Man and it's part of the MCU, I like I still think it would have done well. And I, li- I like the idea, and especially after seeing the trailer and, and what the fuck the movie is going to be about, I, I would have liked to have seen nothing. Yeah, I wonder if it so- would have been bonkers. I wonder if Sony's just like, well, no, man, maybe we're scaring people away this time. Now, let me ask you this. Would you see another trailer? I don't I think I like want to. I, f- I don't want to. But we we can't help ourselves. <laughs> yeah, no. If as much happens, as I say I want I I won't watch it. I will watch it. I just know I will. I mean, to be fair, like I do. To be fair, uh, I would like to be a little bit more surprised. And there's gonna be a lot of spo- surprises. There's been tons movie, of Shang Chi trailers which I've ignored because I kind of want to go into right. that movie very blind. Which, great buzz for that too. I'm I'm very happy about. Yeah. So, uh, but Jay, without any further delay, let's get into the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. So, Peter, to what do I owe the pleasure? I'm sorry to bother you, sir. Please, we saved half the universe together. I think we're beyond you calling me, sir. Okay, Stephen. That feels weird, but I'll allow it. When Mysterio revealed my identity, my entire life got screwed up. I was wondering if maybe you could make it so that he never did. Strange. Don't cast that spell. It's too dangerous. Fine. I won't. Our world is about to forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Wait, everyone? Can't some people still know? That's not how the spell works. So MJ's gonna forget about everything we've ever been through? Stop tampering with the spell. Oh my god, Ned, he's my best friend. My Aunt May should really stop talking. What just happened? The problem is you trying to live two different lives. 
careful what you wish for, Parker. Hello, Peter. Everything that everybody wanted is pretty much confirmed with this trailer, which is which is what I dig about it, like just so much. Um, like it's it was kind of fun speculating for sure. a while, and and I, I like you know like we said before, I'm I'm of two minds here. I kind of like the idea of us not knowing what was going to happen, but also. Having these rumors confirmed, it's like... It mentally preps you for going into the film, too, a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Um, and then, so, obviously, you know, we're, we're dealing with, with, with a multiverse now. And Kevin Feige, Feige, whatever you want to say, Feige, Feige, I, I never know what to say. I, I, I've been doing this... I'll always say Feige. I don't care. I, 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 Feige just sounds better. I've been, I've been doing this for, like, we've been doing this for, like, like you said, like, six years. And I, we, I still call him Feige or Feige, whatever. But anyway, uh, he, he, he did mention, like, Spider-Man's one of the unique characters that'll be able to go through multiverses and stuff like that. And it's like, cool. And that was, like, basically him being, like, because we're losing Spider-Man after this movie. He gets, like, another cameo, I believe, in an MCU movie after this. But they don't get to tell MCU will no longer be involved with any solo Spider-Man movies mm-hmm. after this one. Mm-hmm. This is the last last hurrah, and so they kind of have They're to going for broke. They kind of have to make a multiverse. Sony they have to do a multiverse because they can't use MCU characters in yeah. the future. So they're going to essentially just start making movies, and they can explain that like, well, that's another universe. This is Tom Holland in this universe, but he knows about the old universe, but he doesn't mention it because no one else in this new universe knows about that old universe. Are we all Are we all savvy? Are we all getting this? And it's like, by the way, now like that there's multi-universes, and Venom wasn't previously in the same universe. Now we can bring Venom into the same universe. Morbius may not have been in the same universe, but he's now he's going to be in the same universe because Morbius trailer, that dropped, and we did a breakdown for it, and we were like, oh, that's... Tobey Maguire Spider-Man mm. right there. That's Sam Raimi Spider-Man in that poster that says murderer across it. That's not Tom Holland Spider-Man. This must take place in a different universe. But then at the end of that trailer, we see we see Michael Keaton's vulture. And I'm just like, well, maybe it is. And this is just a way for Sony to be like, it can all exist or it can all not. And we can just play with whatever the fuck we want. We got this big chest of toys and we want to play with them all. And I, this is the I, way that we can do it consequence-free. I can't help but think about the Flash movie. Yeah. And and just to see how it's they're going to compare in some ways and in mean, some ways not. Obviously, obviously comic books are old, a little different. but Obviously, comic um, books are always going to have paralleling stories like that, right? Like, sure. like at the same time that Bucky was... But it's re- kind of exciting, though. At, at the same, same time. time that Bucky was returning in the comics as the Winter Soldier, at the exact same time going over at DC, Jason Todd was returning as the Red Hood. Uh, you know, both yeah. of them returning yeah. as bad guys, you know, nihilistic destroyers and perfect foils and, uh, you know, and 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 uh, antagonists to the to to our protagonists of Cap- of Captain America and Batman because yeah. they used to work under them. No one knows how they work better than they do. Right. So like it, so comics have always had that kind of parallel. And then, of course, the Flash has always been able to go through multiple universes. And Spider-Man has had multiple universes since since Miles Morales was introduced in the ultimate universe. And Peter Parker was in the main universe. Peter Parker died in the ultimate universe all that stuff so there's always these parallels that 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 can be going on so but this is really sony's way of just consequence free saying like anything's possible now you sure. want us we want to do a sinister six movie back when mark webb was in charge and now do you he, think this is gonna be sprinkled in 
You yeah. think you're gonna see it? <gasps> I think so. I heard rumors that maybe they could they could do it, and then probably this might be the best way to do it. Well, without breaking the trailer down like too much, like I, I don't want to go frame by frame. I don't want to be one of those YouTube guys that sits here and it's don't just like it, if we freeze it here at minute two seventeen, we could see a bolt of lightning, and that's gotta be Electro, or it could just be <laughs> fucking lightning. Calm down, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't think there's a superhero movie that hasn't had lightning? I'm pretty sure every single superhero movie has had some sort of fantastical li- like lightning display in it at, at some point or another. But anyway, <laughs> uh, no. So, so the, but if we look at this trailer, we do see things like a potential Sandman in it. We do we we do see a a dark shot of a lizard looking creature creeping up on Peter Parker. Uh, we obviously see a pumpkin bomb that looks extremely like a pumpkin bomb that existed in 2002 when Willem Dafoe threw it at the at the uh, Oscorp board of directors and incinerated them all. And then we also hear Willem Dafoe's <laughs> we hear like that that sinister Dafoe laugh. No, and then heard. of course we see the giant octo arms come fucking flying in and Alfred Molina, hello Peter. And I'm like, ah! My brain is literally on fire. I know, I know, Synapses are burning. My ears are starting to smoke. I am in full CPU overload watching this fucking thing. It's fantastic. Yeah. And I think one of the great things about it was I was really happy about it was, well, it's a little surprised by, which, but it makes sense. It's amazing. How much Doctor Strange is going to be in this movie, because I think he's going to be in a good chunk of it. So, kids, let Uncle Dave and Uncle Jay talk to you for a second. Back when we were growing up and we were getting superhero movies... It, just hearing Superman's name being mentioned in a Batman movie would have sent us into a fucking tizzy. But never in our wildest dreams did we think that multiple universes could collide and any character could step onto the screen and be part of someone else's universe. If if there was yeah. ever a director of a movie <laughs> that, that that came up to Warner Brothers or or any of the other any of the other um, studios making superhero movies at the time and said like, "Hear me out. I want to tell a story where multiple Multiple universes of this character and other characters all exist, and I want this character to travel through it. Every single studio head would have been like, you're insane. Get out of here, you crazy kid. What do you think? You want people to wrap their heads around a multiverse theory? Who are you, Albert Einstein? Get out of here. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nobody wants to think about all that shit. They want to sit back, have fun, eat some popcorn, and hopefully get laid that night. Yeah, exactly. Like It's just like, hey, it. everyone wants to see Batman punch the Riddler in the face, and that's it. And the Riddler is Jim Carrey. I don't care what you say. We're not paying Robin Williams a damn dime. <laughs> <laughs> that bastard didn't want to do my movie. <laughs> oh, he wanted to do it. I just don't think Warner Brothers wanted to pay him money. But anyway... No. <laughs> So they got Jim Carrey instead. They're like, ah, oh, he's kind of, he's kind of like Robin Williams. It's like not he's really, but cutting edge. That kids love him. Do not go in there. Woo! Killed me. Love kids. Love Killed kids. Kids, kids love Jim Carrey. Back. I in the used day. to cry for a full week straight every time I caught that TV spot. The TV spot when I was a kid. Cry and laughter. It was. It killed me. I don't know why. Ugh. Stay on target. Stay on target. So that being said. Jay said, it, y- "Y'all kids are spoiled. Like I never would have imagined mm. that such a thing mm. could could happen for 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 us back in the day. Not even just that, but also like to pull it off technology wise. Oh yeah, for you sure. know, I mean, we had, I mean, we we lived through the lull of technology where the special effects were just garbage. Well, I mean, they we were, were pushing we were in, out a lot of stuff that wasn't up to quality. We were in high school when Spider Man came out, right? The original Spider Man, and that Sam was Randy. cutting edge. And that was cutting edge because and, and and I remember and, that, them and, doing and interviews work. and being like, if Jurassic." Park never happened. If CGI never became a thing, we could never do this Spider-Man here. Ten years later, no, 
No, not not at all. Not even close. You and wouldn't like, even dream about it. Yeah, and it's like you all you all saw what we did for made for TV movies of Spider Man back in the seventies. Like that's any time in the nineties if they had made it, that's what Spider Man would have been. It would have been a dude like crawling on all fours on a flat ground, and they would have just inverted the camera and been like, "Look, kids, he's crawling a wall. You can believe it now, right?" <laughs> Just shooting silly string out of his <laughs> out of his fucking wrists, and then like pew, pew. just just swinging on a rope to like break through a fucking sugar glass window, yeah. and and uh, it would have been it would have been awful. But technology came, and you know we we got Spider Man, we got. But we're getting way off target. We got a we got a trailer that, that we're breaking down here. So thought tra- we already did. No. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 the trailer starts off with with MJ and and Peter laying out on top of what, what's probably their high school roof or just some roof. Who cares? Yeah. He's Spider Man. He can go on any rooftop he wants. Exactly. Uh, one no, of the cool no, things, no bridges, please anymore. Yeah. One of the cool things. I, there's a there's a bridge in this. I know, and, and, and it's <laughs> and it scares. I said it on purpose, and it scares me. I know, I it know, scares me. I know. I, I wonder if Zendaya's contracts up when I see her <laughs> on that bridge, knowing what I know about Spider-Man history. Gwen Stacy, gone too soon. Uh, <laughs> but they're laying up there, and one of the few things in the background I do want to touch on is there's graffiti that says Ditko, the original artist for Spider-Man. So. Nice touch. Nice. You know? It's nice. like uh, they yeah. always go with those touches. Jay, Jay would tip his uh, fedora to that and go, "Milady." <laughs> uh, so, so they're up there and they're discussing like all, 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 what all the newspapers are saying about Spider-Man because at this point he is public enemy number one. Uh, we get images of 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 her and him swinging, which seem like they might be minutes after. Far from home, or possibly, I've heard other people say there's so much uh going on in the background with like billboards saying Peter Parker is Spider Man and and uh, most wanted and stuff like that. That it's possible that it's a dream sequence, uh. But who cares? Uh, they're, it looks like they're trying to escape. We we know that Peter obviously is going to have to continue his life as Peter Parker. He can't just be a 16, 17 year old kid and not go to school. So he is going to school and he's facing essentially facing the music. And I loved like how political it is like he's walking into school there's scandal going on there's signs in the background that say we love you know spider-man we love peter parker but there's tons of signs that say traitor and stuff like that because to people he did kill the greatest hero that anyone had ever seen on the planet which was mysterio i mean obviously it was fake but you know as far as the general public goes this guy killed the world's greatest hero he saved new york yeah in a time when the Avengers apparently I couldn't, I guess, for some reason. Maybe they're all out. No, let's not, Still, you know, let's not dive into that. <laughs> they must have been on one of their shawarma dates. Yeah. You got to go on vacation <laughs> at some point. You know? <laughs> uh, so, so, But I love how how like to face the music, to face like all this press and all this negative stuff that's going on around him. MJ's like, holding his hand and it's walking in. It's like it's like when the president like is under scandal and like even though even though the, the first lady is fucking pissed at him too. <laughs> they have to hold hands and walk into the White House. And as soon as they, the doors close, like, fuck off me. <laughs> Monica Lewinsky, suck your... Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm gonna run for office myself. Maybe win. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, and we get like images of Peter Parker like kind of being interrogated by the police, and it's like I guess that makes sense. Technically, he, according uh, as far as they know, he's a murderer. But later on, he is obviously out and and still Spider Manning around and and hanging out in Aunt May's apartment. So he's not completely under arrest for good. Uh, and. A lot of people are speculating that this is where the Charlie Cox, Matt Murdock um, part will come in, uh, where, you know, obviously a fellow hero in New York might want to come in and help. 
Other people are speculating that Charlie Cox will be a cameo while Spider-Man is traveling through several of the other universes. So who knows? Uh, I do know that it's not it's not Charlie Cox. He's not the one slamming the giant you know case file in front of Spider-Man because it's not the job of your defense attorney to intimidate you. I mean, unless I guess um, unless your defense attorney is Charlie Cox, Daredevil. I don't know. But uh, and then we also get a scene of like Aunt May and Peter Parker sitting on the couch, just kind of like vegging out, watching the news. And we can see police lights going on in the background and they both jump up like startled. I think that's the moment where where Peter Parker's getting arrested. Right. Right. As at for, he's for cuffed at the table later on. So all this shit's going on, which causes Peter Parker to reach out to his old buddy, Dr. Strange. And he goes to the Sanctum Sanctorum and he pretty much asks him for help. Sanctum Sanctorum's covered in snow. I've seen a ton of people on YouTube trying to break down why it's covered in snow. Is it because they never fixed the hole, the hole in the roof from the Hulk and it's the middle of winter? Is it because they, he opened up one of those multiple environmental doors that's in the back that can take you to different, to different, uh, different portals to different parts of the, of the, who cares? Maybe Doctor Strange is just basic, and he wanted to enjoy a pumpkin spice latte on a nice brisk morning, so he made it snow. Who knows? Maybe Doctor Strange just wanted a snow day. Maybe he wanted to drink his fucking latte <laughs> out of his uh, out of his out of his I, fox mug. I I I hope that's what the, what it is. Yeah. I, I really do. I it'd be he, it'd be really nice. I hope and Peter's funny like, why cheeky. is it so cold in here? And he's just like, you never just wanted a snow day. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I have. Yeah, exactly. However, with that said, his performance is a little on the heavily cheeky side. It's off. Which is a little weird to me. Here's this dude that just literally... With with a lot of the footage that we saw, not just a little moment. Here's a dude who saw 4,605 different outcomes to, to, to the future, right? And then and then help Tony Stark sacrifice oh himself. I know, I know. To save, the, to, to save the world, bring back half the population. With one look. And then right after it... <laughs> He's now like he's there's there's nothing heavy going on at all. He's just he's fucking chumming it up with his seventeen year old friend. <laughs> as every as every forty something year old happens after you save the universe. I as, mean I don't know. Like do you just sort of like change hip the switch and as every forty year old man should do after oh you've God. just saved the world, you should yeah. chum it up with your seventeen year old yeah. boy toy yeah, friend. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like that wink wearing he, college sweats. You probably got a new Porsche in a driveway. <laughs> that wink he gives Peter when 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 Wong's like so over the top. Don't cast that spell. He's like ah ah, and, and Peter's like oh oh we're gonna do it. It's like I do like the My part. New best friend. I do like the part where well I mean t- Tony's not around. He's got to look out for some. I know. He's, he's got to look. I he's got to look for some adult Somebody figure. In New York, right? <laughs> I would have reached out to Captain America, but hey, you know. You do you, Spider Man. You do yeah. you. You 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 go. You go to the creepy sorcerer who's going to pluck your hair and do some crazy shit with it. You know. But Wong warns him not to not to cast that spell, not to erase the memories of everybody and have it go back to the way things were before Mysterio uh, revealed the the identity of Spider Man. Sure. So Wong goes off in his portal, and I've seen a ton of people like breaking down where Wong goes. Like, where's where's Wong going? I could see this marble pagoda in the background. That's from the training grounds that all the all oh the all the sorcerers were doing. And Leave it's just like, oh, he must be going off to fight the abomination in Shang Chi because that's a thing that's going to happen in Shang Chi. Wong fights the abomination, ah, and it's like, ah, okay, maybe. that's cool. Who cares where he's going? He's exiting this story. Who cares? For now. For now. <laughs> Wong comes back riding the abomination. He's just like, if you didn't watch Shang-Chi, you don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> hey, 
<laughs> Marvel. Could Watch it. <laughs> Honestly, people, it's here. I mean, I hear great buzz, great buzz yeah. about that movie. Yeah, but so. I'm just saying anything could happen now. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, they they start doing they start doing the whole spell bullshit and all that stuff. And um, Peter Parker like eventually starts having second thoughts about it. He's like, so wait, everyone's gonna forget? And Doctor Strange like, it's not like a it's not like a you know some yes others no type thing. And he casts the spell. Peter breaks the circle by stepping into it. Number one, and then starts adding his own doubts into it which i think is what breaks the spell causing the fractured multiverse even though loki already fractured the multiverse so i guess this will be fractures on top of fractures i don't know you'll have to ask watsu to watch her when you watch what if what the fuck this means but we get the image of spider-man wearing this black and gold outfit and through through leaked toys and leaked uh the leaked uh concept art and stuff like that we can see that that outfit is almost like imbued with runes and it seems like it's a spider-man outfit made by dr strange so that he can pass through other dimensions or maybe whatever but also in the background you can see the feast poster uh feast is the is the homeless shelter uh that peter parker volunteers at and aunt may works at in the comic books it's also where mr negative first appears and if you played the two if you played the most recent uh spider-man uh video games on ps4 and the miles morales on on ps4 and ps5 then feast is a large part of those stories so it's just something else in the spider-man universe kind of kind of you know bringing it down home so after that it seems like we're going on this whirlwind adventure uh up of peter parker multiple universe hopping or other people coming into peter parker's universe and that's where we start getting flash images of a lizard appearing behind him uh we see we we see lightning striking and a lot of people are saying that that is going to be jamie fox's electro and he will have yellow lightning instead of blue lightning to differentiate him from the mark webb version of him so why not so hopefully we get a better version of of uh electro this time because I did not like the Jamie Foxx version. We'll talk about that more when me and Jay do our top five worst franchises of all time list. Uh, and then uh, also the sand rising. And of course, the two main ones that that you want to focus on. We see the pumpkin bomb, thus implying that there will be a green goblin. We hear what sounds an awful lot like Willem Dafoe's laugh at that point. And then, of course, Al- confirming Alfred Molina with the giant octo arms appearing as Dr. Octopus calling him Peter. Precious tritium. Because at the end of Spider-Man 2000, uh, in Spider-Man 2 in 2005, he did learn the identity of Peter Parker. Peter Parker. Brilliant but lazy. Makes sense now. Precious tritium. <laughs> and you know, I, I wonder how, I wonder if he's going to become like a helper, you know, to help him, you know, fix things. In, I don't know. And, 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 or, or I don't know. But, and also, like, Dr. Who, Octopus is what, a complicated Which Peter character. is he talking to? Is like, is he talking to Spider Man? Is he talking and it assumes it's his Peter Parker? Like, is it actually Toby we, we don't, like, we don't know that much. A lot of intriguing thoughts. I can't wait to see Toby McGuire. I think in the next trailer, whenever that is, probably. And the dude hasn't really aged much either. No. I think, so. I think whenever the next trailer drops, I think we will see one of the other Spider Men also. I think I think that's almost a foregone conclusion that they're going to have in the to, trailer. I don't know in the trailer. I think so. I think so. But all this, like, and I was sitting here watching this, and I was like, you know, technically they set this all up in Spider-Man: Far From Home, 
when Peter was like super cool with the idea of, of Mysterio being from a multiverse and he was like, oh, there's a multiverse and stuff like that. He's like, I always knew it. I always talked about the multiverse theory and he like goes into it and stuff like that. And I was like, they technically set this up. Like, this is why Peter can have this adventure of a multiverse and not be completely fucking freaked out by it. Because he's a smart science kid who understands that, you know, the universe is complex and and, and that this is always a possibility. Look, I, I can't I can't express how dead excited I am for this it looks fantastic it's kind of it's you know nothing was overly surprising you know it's kind of what i sort of expected with a multiverse type of look for a spider-man movie um it sets up a phenomenal phenomenal story i mean batshit crazy special effects movie premise um confliction with with tom not tom peter i i I just hope that it still holds that grounded which is the I was in the early part of the trailer that grounded homie like silk kid you yeah. know you know was still conflicted with with this new fame and also MJ's relationship and and his and aunt you know you ready for our crazy theory time yeah me and absolutely. you kind of developed this theory because sure you and I both noticed that Doctor Strange is acting weird which we talked about right. a little bit earlier it doesn't seem like this is the guy right. that 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 just watched Tony Stark sacrifice himself in a bid that he pretty much fostered and created unless he's having a Thor moment unless Fat maybe Thor he moment. is but you know it seems like he's acting awfully cavalier with these powers that that he has despite the fact that we've gotten a Doctor Strange movie where he kind of learned his lesson about acting cavalier with these powers and then we spent Infinity War and Endgame with him with these powers and uh, you know it didn't seem like he was this type of guy anymore you know it seemed like he had taken the role of Sorcerer Supreme on as as pretty serious we don't know technically whether he's Sorcerer Supreme no one said he's Sorcerer Supreme we just know in the fallout of Doctor Strange Wonders not a whole lot of Sorcerers left and the Sorcerer Supreme, the the Ancient One, is dead. So therefore, someone's got to take up the role. And I guess maybe it's him. Who knows? But he is acting odd. And a lot of people, we've, we've been hearing this all year because WandaVision comes out and everyone goes, main villain's got to be Mephisto. Mm. Nope. It was just Agatha all along. Uh, <laughs> and then we start getting Loki and everyone's like, oh, my God, there's going to be someone at the end of the at the end of time. When they go when they go to the end of time, there's going to be some big villain there. I bet you it's Mephisto. Nope. It was not Mephisto. It it was Kang the Conqueror, although they never refer to him as that. And people who haven't read comics have no clue who that guy is. <laughs> if, they're, if they're not reading the trades and they don't know that uh, in the Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, Quantum Mania, the main villain is going to be Kang the Conqueror. People are still probably confused about that if they don't, if they don't read into it. But anyway, nope, not him. Now for a third time, everyone's saying it's Mephisto. <laughs> Mephisto's here. You can see the, you see the clues everywhere. People drew devil horns and a mustache on Peter Parker, while Mephisto is the Marvel Universe's version of the devil, so therefore this must be Mephisto. Where my theory comes in is, I'm not 100% sold that Mephisto's in this. However, if he is, I think it'd be cool that Mephisto was playing Doctor Strange and wasn't actually Doctor Strange. It wasn't right. Doctor Strange. It's been Mephisto all along. That would make sense if you read or the Or at comics. least partially. Because post-Civil War, back in 2006, Aunt May got gatted. Aunt May got shot by an assassin that was sent to kill Peter Parker. It's an awful story, but has a really cool moment in it. Uh, so Aunt May gets shot. The bullet was meant for Peter Parker. Peter Parker tracks down the guy who, 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 who shot Aunt May. She's in the hospital and stuff like that. Finds out that the Kingpin hired him. Goes, puts, finds his old black suit. Not the symbiote suit, but just a black fabric suit yeah puts it on breaks into prison just to beat the ever-loving shit out of the fucking kingpin 
A lot of rumors also that Kingpin is in this movie. It, it's, it's too much. Because Charlie okay. Cox is in it. I, and, and they want to, and MCU wants to establish that those characters are going to be coming back, some of them, from the, from the Netflix shows because the contract's up. So they're going to be doing stuff with them coming up soon. So if, if it follows the storyline of One More Day, Spider-Man, Aunt May's death is imminent. She's like 90-some fucking years old at this point. Her death is imminent. He goes to Mephisto, makes a deal that everyone will forget that he's Spider-Man. Aunt May will get to live, and the only thing he has to sacrifice is his relationship with MJ. They'll no longer be married. She will no longer know that he is Spider-Man. They will no longer be in a relationship. His, his life essentially gets reset to what it was post-high school, and everybody just forgets. With a, like the snap of Mephisto's fingers. Right. Obviously, there's some parallels in that story to what's going on here. So a lot of people are saying that this is based on one more day. It's so interesting. Yeah. So uh, our crazy Super Mario Bros. theory that uh, we'll get to say uh, we, we, we thought of it first and we were right and we get to cheer for it yes. is if Doctor Strange turns out to be Mephisto. Of course, if we're wrong, we'll just ignore that we ever said this. <laughs> so uh, I think that's it. Episode I think, deleted. I think, I think we're done uh, breaking down the trailer for Spider-Man uh, No Way Home. I, I Obviously, me and Jay already just talked about how excited we are for it um but secretly i think we both hope we don't see another goddamn thing for this movie until it comes out indeed all right jay we got a top five to do so let's get into our top five worst franchises All right, Jay, you and I already issued the warning at the beginning of this that these aren't necessarily the worst franchises of all time. They may have had great starts, but ultimately they fizzled and we were not interested in them any longer. So uh, let's get started with you, man. What is your number five worst franchise of all time? Uh, I'm going to go with Twilight. I'm the world's most dangerous predator. Everything about me invites you in. My voice, my face, even my smell. And I think it's mainly because of you the really, mania. You really enjoyed the first one, and then you were just like, I'm in. Well, you don't have to like any of them. Fucking so. That's Check. true. You're right. You're, um, you're right. You're fair. Uh, I'm, I'm mainly going... But you were a fan I'm, of the books, and then you were disappointed. At no, 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 no. <laughs> it's on the list mainly because the hype and hysteria behind this franchise yeah, they, with... A very subpar movie at best for each three movies. Yeah, they were they, they, they were a lot of bullshit, and you know it was it was very tripe. It was very bullshit. It was just like they 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 were making this movie because obviously you couldn't be a studio and see that that this book series was doing as well as it was and not make a movie about it. They had to. Someone had to do it, or even really improve. Not to mention, you know, from movie y- to movie to movie, YA movies were all the rage at the time and i think the fact that the first movie is probably the best one i never i've never seen any of them yeah i saw all three um mainly because of work there's more than three you know that right is there i don't know. oh that's right part one and part two i think of uh there's f- four, there four and the last one's part Five? one and part two oh, i know shit. that much and nah, i know that see that this I, just goes to show how I, I know the series ends with a terrible cgi baby <laughs> oh god it is it's so bad Okay, so you've seen four of them. You've no, seen- I saw them all. I know I've seen them all. I don't. You know what? Maybe, maybe we're not. The, I forgot because maybe been so we're long. not the authorities to talk about this. But you've seen them and you know they're bad, and that's enough. Correct. <laughs> 
And that's what I'm saying, though. Like, even at this time, they had the capability. They had the money, for sure, from this fucking franchise. But they had the capability to make it at least look better. Baby included. Um, but, like, like sparkling skin, you know? Like, glitter like a diamond and bullshit. But, and I mean, like, that was that was all in the book. I know that. Speed. Like, you know, all kinds of... All kinds of random effects. Oh, I remember the scene. I, I, have, I have seen the done. scene where all the vampires are playing baseball during a thunderstorm so that no one could hear the loud cracks of their so back. So corny. I think that's kind of neat. You know, like that's how Superman would go play baseball. He's like, but like the thunderstorm- effects of watching them go run around and do certain things, just it was way Not too that you Even when this movie came out, you weren't, the, you weren't the target audience, buddy. No, I know, I know, but usually I can get, I can see something, and there's moments that I see something. I see some of the relationship torment uh, with Edward Cullen. The only thing you see is Robert Pattinson. That's all you see. And uh, at least in the first movie, he's really good. Okay, I think. All right, I'm going to move on from this. Sorry, but yes, this is part of the. This is part of the. This is the whole point of this list. It's true. Talking about dog shit. Mine are a little bit more hot takes. I guess you would say my number five J is the Alien franchise. Watch me. I'll do the fingering. Which you know I love Alien. Aliens. I don't truly despise Alien 3. There's things I like about it. We did a we did a, we did an entire movie cocktail on it uh, on Alien 3. Oh good for you. But Alien Resurrection is where it really starts getting like, all right. I'm surprised this is major 5. This is like this is bad. I think there's too much good in it. And then they bad, go when they make but, AVP. And I'm like, all right, I'm down with AVP. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> and AVP turns out to be PG-13. And I'm like, what? Mm. Why? Mm. No. Mm. You can't do this. And then they make AVP, AVP Requiem. And I was like, this is just god-awful. And then the master himself returns, Mr. Ridley Scott. Oi, yeah, I'm going to tell you a fucking alien story. It ain't going to be about no fucking aliens, though. You want it. Sure, it could be in the universe if you want, you fucking twats. Oh, Ridley. Uh, and we yeah, get Prometheus him. and then the, the far more maligned alien covenant. I actually defend Prometheus at times. It's just, it just seems like this is a franchise that it had such masterful first outings. Like you know, we 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 and and two completely different outings as well. We get Ridley Scott's masterpiece in 1979, which is just fantastic, suspenseful, claustrophobic horror that just works on so many levels. And then we get. On the complete opposite realm, the ultimate bro dude shooter of an action movie directed by James Cameron, where it's like every possible level of detail has been paid attention to by the man, and they're both fucking fantastic. And then we just start getting diminishing returns. And then when we saw a glimmer of hope of Ridley Scott coming back, we got Prometheus and Alien Covenant. And we just all went collectively like, fucking What? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. It it, it was a slap in the face. It, it really was. was. That's why it makes the one, one of my one of my I, worst franchises. I, yeah. Okay. See, I I forgot about a couple of those movies that you mentioned, and I and and I did not lump think about uh, including Prometheus, which makes sense. How the fuck could you forget about me? <laughs> not how Ridley Scott talks, but this is how in my head Ridley Scott talks. <laughs> so. Well, that's. In my mind too, because obviously I've been hearing Ridley Scott every week my my last six years of my it's life. It's been but, uh, a while since Ridley Scott has appeared on the show. Yeah, 
That's usually once every four or five episodes. Anytime, anytime he's in the news, that's what <laughs> comes up. Or, or, or we mentioned he's a big player in Hollywood. Still, we, we mentioned something like yeah, this. yeah. He, yeah. he was still out there recently. We did a news story probably almost a year ago. He's, at this he's point. coming out with two <laughs> movies this fall. But he was trying to get he was trying House to get Gucci and Last Duel. Uh, he was trying to get his third Alien movie made. He was trying to yeah, find well, just fuck just, him. just close it out. But yeah. then Disney acquired and stuff, and he was still he was still sitting there. He's like, all right, you think I'm gonna work with the house of fucking mouse you got another fucking thing coming <laughs> sips his so scotch, i think uh i uh yeah good choice okay good choice good choice all right jay you're number four pirates and i half expected it to be made of wood you are without doubt the worst pirate i've ever heard of but you have heard of me yeah pirates kind of, kind of a stinker ending right, um, around, right around three eh yeah, so, you know, in hindsight, it, it does just, I think it pretty much just bleeds down, you know? I think, obviously, the first one's the best. Second one, it ain't that bad, you know? It, it's just, it's bloated, but it ain't that bad. Third one, there's a lot of cool shit in it, and they really go for broke. Can I tell you about my but favorite? It's can, still Can I tell you about my favorite scene? A hot mess. In, uh, in, in Pirates of the Caribbean 2, when he's, when he's in the voodoo woman's house, mm. and, and she hands him the jar of dirt, and he goes, what's this? It's just a jar of dirt. And she's just like, then I'll take it back. And he goes, no, then it helps. <laughs> and he's, he basically trades her for, for, for land because yeah. he's never in water. She gives him a jar of dirt and he's like, look, an undead monkey. <laughs> I don't know why. Like that. And then later on when he sees Davy Jones, he goes, look what I got. I got a jar of dirt. <laughs> I'm like he's just so good in that role. I, I know. That, like even when all the other bullshit's going on around him, I'm like, I don't like any of this, but. I'm just waiting for the next frame of of footage that has Jack Sparrow doing Jack Sparrow shit in the background, and and that's where I lead into my part, my big problem. When I mentioned in the show a bunch of times, I think Jack works so much better when he is the supporting, not well, well lead, but like in an ensemble, more of an ensemble piece, not the lead actor. The third movie driving the movie. The third movie made sure that you knew that he was the main character of it so much that they split him into six different I know versions of himself. And it was weird that ultimate <sighs> universe kind of thing, whatever that was. Yeah. Um yeah, and they're like, you know what? You guys like Johnny Depp? Here's six of them. Yeah. And it's like, we never even really liked that that much when you did it with Eddie Murphy. Why are we going to like it now? I mean, we did in '80s, in the '80s, and maybe for the first Nutty Professor. But anytime after that, when Eddie Murphy played multiple characters, we were tired of it. <laughs> why do we want to see? Why do we want to see Jack Sparrow doing it now? Yeah, and then obviously four and five. Wow, that was really bad. Four, five, and in particular was so nonsensical it's not even there, diminishing returns right now horribly directed like like disney's bouncing checks with us at this point that's how bad it was and and four yeah. there's fun to be had in four it's it's the problem is it's just a standalone and they bring in some new characters that just didn't quite work right they're they're not even there in the next one and i know and five is the most forgettable nonsensical movie hey but she turned out to be Bobos's daughter right so spoilers sorry uh <laughs> these are bad franchises i don't care. i know i don't plus five-year-old movie get over it rj my number four x-men do you know what happens to a toad when it's struck by lightning the same thing that happens to everything else fox's x-men franchise Here's, yeah, I thought about putting that on. Here's man. why. Okay. Love X-Men. Love X2. 
love you know there's a lot of bad shit james mangold's wolverine obviously absolutely adore still think it's a masterpiece logan and then we also get the deadpool as like as deadpool and deadpool 2 as offshoots of that like love it all love that stuff but then there's x-men 3 and first class is good too i put that in the good camp this is almost like like the x-men universe was like watching star trek back in the day one good one bad one good one bad one good one bad you know for for every star trek the motion picture there was a Wrath of Khan, which is like a masterpiece, and then you get a, and then you get a search for Spock, and you're like, yeah, you know, it's all right. That's the way X Men was. It was just so up and down for so fucking long. They bring Brian Singer back. We get Days of Future Past, good, but then we move into you know Rise of the Phoenix and all this other shit, and I'm just like, this is all just it, and and they muddied the universe so much that it's practically unwatchable to the point where like they they made a movie to fix that very thing called Days of Future Past, and it fixed it all. But then by the next. Movie, they're like nah fuck it fuck all that that's out the window who gives a shit we're going our own direction again it's just the most whiplash i've ever gotten from a franchise ever of that caliber and size right. you know to the point where like when the final movie in the franchise was coming out during fox's fucking death adder they're like right, fuck it just put it out we don't even know if it's 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 terrible it's bad and guess what we couldn't even find someone to direct it so simon kinberg who's been the producer on all the x-men movies since the beginning he's just going to direct it he's taking one on the chin for the team <laughs> <laughs> like this movie's fucking bad, so bad, uh, and, and that's it. It, it, ju- it just comes down to that. You just get whiplash from from this fucking franchise with it with its ups and downs. Every time they had a stop and they had a restart, it's like they got the it's like they they got their wheels out of the sand and they were no longer spinning their wheels and they're they're, they're going forward and we're all fucking happy as fans. We're just we're just applauding them for getting it right, and then they they immediately stumble again right after it, and you're just like fuck this. And now I can't wait to see the X Men be brought to life by the MCU. So I really hope so. I, I'm 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 really looking forward to that. I think that's going to be one of the more exciting elements of that merger. But I'll always watch Logan. Oh, I'll just look at that fondly. Absolutely fantastic movie. All right, Jay. Uh, what is your number three? I'm gonna go with the Hangover franchise. Actually, how'd that sound? So long, gay boys. Ooh, a, 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 little, a little bit of a hot take one. A I know. Take? Mainly because... <laughs> I know exactly what audio clip I'm going to play. <laughs> I know I'm going to play Leslie Chow. <laughs> what you talking about? That him? <laughs> <laughs> you just suck on these little Chinese nuts! <laughs> it's, funny oh he, it's funny because he's fat. <laughs> It's terribly racist for me to do that, oh, but I'm not, I'm not in, I'm not in, I'm it's not, just so I'm spot on though. It's just so spot on though. <laughs> it's not racist because you're nailing it. It was so good. <laughs> I also love when they keep calling, oh, when they keep man. calling the other, when they keep calling Mike Epps, Black Doug, he's like, easy with the Black Doug shit, yeah, yeah. all right? <laughs> anyway, first movie's gold, but go ahead, get, get into why you're getting into First that. movie's gold. Second and third movie, they literally follow the tropes of the first movie in its success. We've seen it time and time again. And you can't replicate the, the comedy that you got in the first correct. one. Correct. Zoolander 2, awful. Anchorman 2, awful. You just you can't recapture this lightning coming to America 2. Yeah. Awful. You can't capture that lightning in a bottle again when you when you strip gold. The best thing I think you Humor's can do- Humor's challenging enough. Yeah. You know? I think the best thing you can do instead of re- rehashing those old jokes, those old jokes in, a new, in a new setting and stuff like that- you get the entire cast and crew back together to do a completely new story, original, 
and not even do the characters. Kind of like what Broken Lizard has always done. Remember when Broken Lizard returned to Super Troopers? Terrible. I always think that that's that that's the best thing that you can do. I I, I think they just had so much talent that there was no excuse to do that. It was such a cop-out, and I thought there was such a, an opportunity to really do some fun stuff, really funny stuff, and it just didn't no. work for me whatsoever, and I was a huge disappointment because I was a big fan of the first one, and, and they completely dis, you know, it, they broke my heart for the second movie and the third movie. I'm like, why are these movies here? And then Jay rode, why? Jay, Jay rode the boat out to the middle of the lake, and he's like, you broke my heart shoots it in the back of the head <laughs> while it says while the hangover says to hell mary and drops it in godfather 2 reference what up what up and you know it was just one of those things where like each character you know obviously sure i'm gonna laugh from time to time maybe but it it did not work and the fact that they disrespected the audience so much by having the exact same story oh oh you had a baby movie, in the first one we'll give you a monkey this time it's just a fucking joke. Yeah. You know, it you was got, horrible. We had Mike Tyson. Joke. We had Mike Tyson in the last one. Well, we're going to give someone a Mike Tyson tattoo this time. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it, it's like we have to call back to the jokes we did in the first one because that's what people expect. But I don't like that. I don't think it's, that's one of the things I always respected. It's about. an eye roll thing more than an actual joke or a fun thing. It's like, that's really, one, that's one of the really, things I always, doing res- this? I always respected about the vacation franchise with Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they never called back to their old jokes. Yeah. They always put them in a new situation and a new and, and it was a little. And I wish they kind of went with that approach. Yeah. Right. You know, or you know, don't even make them the same character. Bradley Cooper, he's a new character. Like you know, that's what I'm saying. Do a cast sequel. The, do point, a cast. the point is, they were so fleshed out well uh, in the first movie, with the opportunities still expand, and, and 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 just make them thrive even more. And they just didn't do it. They it was. Oh, fuck. I, I just was really disappointed by it. It was really bad. disappointed it was, by it. It was bad dick, just like you give every woman. Bad dick. Oh, <laughs> I've been good lately. Uh, <laughs> all right, Jay. My, my number three. This one's obvious. I don't think I have to go into this too much. Resident Evil. You're all going to die down here. I've heard that before. Paul W.S. Anderson, uh, just fucking yeah, forget about it. Fucking terrible. It's it's awful. I, I I think the first one was like promising. If you were the if you were the uh, if, if if you wanted if you liked zombie movies, which saw the rage at the time that it came out. But also, if you were a fan of the of the video games, you were just like, huh? What the fuck is this? Who the fuck is Alice? That's not, just give me fucking Jill Valentine, fucking Chris Redfield. Just just give me that shit. That shit worked in the video games. The video game story is fucking batshit and insane. But I respect it a whole lot more because than than the, than this franchise. Because by the time you get to like three, it's not even recognizable to the video games anymore. They're just like, uh, here's a character who's in the video games, Leon S. Kennedy. You guys like him, right? Well, here, here, here he's here now. We're doing him now. Okay. If he's nothing like you saw him in the video games, though. Right. But he looks like him. Kind of. Maybe. I I can't believe I finished this franchise. Yeah. I remember when the last one was coming out, and I was like, it's the end of an era. I mean, I got to see it, right? Well, once you start, you can't. I got. I got to see. You can't see something to go. I mean, as far as like ridiculous bullshit action goes, that could like never happen with absolute batshit crazy plot points. I couldn't tell you, Jay, from from three to seven. I think that's how many there were. Seven. I'm not sure. From three to seven. I couldn't tell you which bit happened in which movie because it all just blends together far worse than like the Fast and Furious franchise does. This is the absolute worst when it comes when it, when it comes to that. So, yeah, Resident Evil, obviously. Jay, uh, what's your number two? Men in Black. You know what the difference is between you and me? 
I make this look good. Really? Just because? Just because of international? Two and four. Yeah. Okay. Bad. But Real three. Bad. But three made me cry. <laughs> three was phenomenal. Three made me cry. So one and three are fantastic, but. Two and four were absolute trash. Shay gets to see his daddy, and his daddy was a hero. Trust me, I, I cried too. <laughs> I, I, that was one of the most shocking movies, believe me. Jess Brolin does um, a spot on fucking Tommy oh, Lee Jones. Phenomenal. So good. He deserved an Oscar for that fucking performance. <laughs> I demand you put Men in Black on your honorable mentions list and take it off of your main list. I demand it. Now, do it. Take it off. Two out of four. That's true. It's a 50. I mean, but, but to be fair, if your batting record was 500, you'd, you'd be pretty solid with that. You'd be all right with that. You'd stay in the majors with a 500 record. Yeah, but like, you're, you're like, your range is like an A to a D, and there's no in between, you know? It's true. It's pretty brutal. Two's bad. It's pretty jarring. Too bad. It's pretty jarring. Two is just like, what's popular right now? And they're like, that 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 guy that hurts himself on TV, Ooh, like it, Johnny it, Knoxville? I'm like, yeah, get him. He does some funny shit. It's, it's jarring, man. It's <laughs> jarring. And that, I, that was part of the, the thing. And, and for them to come back and and completely go into a whole different outlandish route again after they rebounded with three. Right. Um, and you know they're just going to pour out more movies down the line. It's just, I don't think it, so. They will at some point. Absolutely. Of course it's they true. will. It's one of the few franchises Sony has that they're like, yeah, we got to keep They, they will. They'll just, they will. They'll just ignore it. They're just taking a little break. Yeah, well, exactly. They're just going to completely do a hard reset in like five years. They'll wait until the box office years. from Spider-Man No Way Home comes out. Something. Comes comes rolling in. and then Or, or gonna, some new hot star. Right. Yeah, and, the new Chris Pratt. No, no. And then they're going to be like, Will, just come back, please. And Will will be like, yeah, I guess. Why not? Yeah. Money talks. <laughs> so It does for Willie. All right, Jake, my number two. I don't think I need to explain this very much. One and two, masterpieces. Everything after, not so much. Terminator franchise. Fight me. That is a very immature response. Yeah, another one I considered. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Terminator I know. franchise. So, I mean, like, look, one, obviously, obviously great James, one of James Cameron's first movies out of the gate. He, he knocks it out of the park with this with this yeah. wonderful sci-fi horror hunter killer type type story. That's that's great. And we also get like the final girl in 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 uh, Linda Hamilton and stuff like that. It fits the bill for the '80s and it works really really well. Holds right. up to today. Then we get T two, arguably the greatest action movie ever fucking made. Uh huh. Uh-huh. If there was if there was a Mount Rushmore of action movies, James Cameron has two on sick. that list. I know. He's got T2 and he's got Aliens, both on the fucking Mount Rushmore of action movies. So when you get to three and you get like Arnold Schwarzenegger putting on like star glasses because he went into a gay biker bar this time instead of a rough tumble biker bar this time. I was like, oh, this is the type of movie we're doing. I get it. Hate it. Uh, we're gonna start poking fun at our own, at our own, uh, at our own, you know, at our own tropes. Okay, all right. No, I'm not down. And then they were like, you know what? We, it takes you out of the movie you know, so badly, and you understand that this is now but not then, trying to make a quality movie. But then the studio gets it. The studio gets it. They're like, all right, my bad. We 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 did wrong. Tiger got out of the cage, bro. Tiger got out of the cage. But we're gonna put the tiger back in the cage now, and we're gonna give you the story you always wanted. We're gonna show you the human resistance fight against the machines in the future and guess what that batman you guys love all so much christian bale he's fucking in it and he's a great actor you can't say shit about this movie the, the fuck are you doing are you professional or not yes i am and it was fine terminator salvation 
it, it's got its problems. Don't get me wrong. It's a C plus movie, but it's a C plus movie that I enjoy. You and and you could also see the merits of what they were trying to do and accomplish, and it didn't quite succeed, but it was still but Gen- respectful. Terminator respectable. Genesis, Dark Fate, boom, and, boom, and everything else that boom. happened after that, yeah, can't get down with. I know on in our review, we kind of defended Dark Fate in a way. But we were taking that as a movie. Dave, more than me. Yeah. yeah. But we were taking that as a movie in a vacuum, like as a movie itself. Sure. It works. But when you look at it in the franchise, it just really doesn't. And fuck it, man. This franchise is just, again, like like, like the X-Men. It's wildly disappointing. Yeah. Or, or more like Alien. It's it's major highs and just the lowest. Well, it's just you, you started off with two highs that you could never... You could never match again. Just stop the T two, man. And you, exactly, exactly. They stop. They stopped the apocalypse from coming. They they, they stopped and Armageddon. They and, haven't come close. And and that's it. And they you destro- know they destroyed the Terminator. There was nothing left of it. And 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 now it, it'll never happen. And they can go on live their lives happily, happily ever after. I'm down with that. I'm down with that. And but, just like Men in Black, we're gonna get this again at some point. At some point, franchise that's too good to leave dead. Which is hard to say because I know it's been so long since there was, there's been a good one. So it, it makes you wonder. It does make you wonder. It's got a 500 record, but it's too good to leave. <laughs> so, all right, Jay, uh, you are at your number one now. Yeah, yeah. I actually did not no honorable uh, mentions. Do any honorable mentions? Of course, because you obviously, like I said in uh, the beginning of the episode, as always with all these lists, you I haven't to. I haven't. I haven't. You know, I haven't watched that many franchises, and also it's a challenging list because, like we've discussed already, there's a lot you can argue with a lot, and there's a lot of movies that are like you know fair. a lot of good shit, a lot of bad shit. Now, it's, what does that warrant? You know, this fair. and that. There's reasons why I have certain things on my list, and my number one is highly controversial. Okay, we'll say. Uh, so, Jay, my honorable mentions: Underworld. So, okay. werewolves versus vampires, promising yeah. first movie, yeah, yeah, completely diminishing returns from the second one all the way through to whatever it was. I think it was one of the first movies I gave an F to on Super Movie Bros. Uh, Blood Wars, I think it was. Uh, Underworld Blood Wars, who cares? Kate Beckinsale needs a paycheck. Uh, here comes another Underworld movie. Uh, it's the type of thing where it's like, I, I like this idea. I'm down with vampires fighting werewolves. Yeah, let's do that shit. But it, just like the Resident Evil franchise, it's just... It never takes its it, it takes it takes itself too seriously. It's like it almost tries too hard, you know. Uh, but anyway, I don't want to spend too much time on these. Twilight, you mentioned uh, Jay the Saw franchise, right? Uh, Promising like one, two, even like three. I'm not tired of it. But by the time we're now getting to, yeah, uh, I think I did the review this year for uh, can't even remember the fucking name of it. Uh, the one with, with the one with Chris Rock. Oh right, uh, Spiral. Spiral. Right to to the point where we're at Spiral now, and I'm just like, nope. Spiral was a was a step up, but we're talking like a minor yeah. step up. Yeah. We're not talking like like much. I don't think I gave that movie too good of a review. Half step but up. the Saw franchise, it's just like yeah, I, I I dug the concept. I was down with it, but we're a little long in the tooth now, right? Um, it's it's time has passed us by. We're no longer in that horror realm of shock horror. Um, but they still keep trying to make them and now they're like we'll start a new franchise and now the rumor is not only are they going to make more saw movies but they're still making spiral movies as well to a a franchise branched off of an awful franchise nothing sounds worse to me rambo is my next honorable mention Uh, yeah 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 because how do you go from 
at least a masterpiece of a script that is First Blood, and then get Rambo 2 and 3 out of that. Literally, the First Blood is about a veteran with PTSD post-Vietnam mm-hmm. who then goes on killing sprees in 2 and 3, and it's like, no, the killing is what broke his brain in the first place. Why, why would he sign on for this? Why would you do this? You're, you're literally betraying the heart of the original story. And then they try to bring it back with Rambo in... 2006 with uh with, where, where he returns right and that one was like okay i get it i'm now getting the war-torn veteran with ptsd we're getting elements of that here he begrudgingly gets into another fight to protect people it's not about him being hired by the government to go kill random brown people in the desert yeah this time but then of course we get last blood which came out uh, I think earlier this year or end of twenty two or early twenty twenty. Anyway, Last Blood, just fucking awful. We did a review on it and I talked about just how bad it was. Jay, my final honorable mention. This is a Spider Man franchise, The Amazing Spider Man with Andrew Garfield. First one's fine. I liked Andrew in the I role. I like the first one. Yeah, I was okay with it. Hated the portrayal of the lizard because they took away his family, betraying everything right. that that character was all about. He literally did everything for yeah, his family. Yeah, sad. I and know. then they're just like, oh, but, but don't, don't worry. We gave him, uh, you know, a reason to to. We gave him a motivation. He was best friends with Peter Parker's daddy, so uh, we're gonna sow the seeds that like Peter Parker's parents were like super spies and like Shield agents and shit like that. And it's like. Whatever, just tell me a Spider-Man story for Christ's sakes. Why are you doing this? And and you're destroying one of like a classic Spider-Man fucking villain as well. Like you had a really good Stan Lee cameo. I give you I give you props for that where he's the janitor and him and the lizard <laughs> are fighting in the library. Fantastic. Fantastic. That is good. That is very good. But then you give us the second one in the franchise and you're just like, "Oh, by the way, we're going to do the Spider-Man 3 thing, but we're going to do it real early in our franchise." So, here's Electro. Here's Green Goblin. Here's Rhino. Here's just we're throwing with bunch, bad effects. Yeah, we're just gonna throw shit at the fucking wall. And by the way, Gwen Stacy's gonna die in a real in a real bullshit way. We're not even gonna put her on the bridge. By the way, we didn't talk about it in the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, but him and MJ are standing on a bridge, and uh, in the comic books, Gwen Stacy dies on a bridge, snaps her neck, in a much same way that she snaps her neck here in in, in Amazing Spider-Man Two. Mm, Makes me scared for for Zendaya's character. I know. Just a little bit. I know. Just a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. But uh, I, I'm sure she'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're sure. dating. They're dating in real life. I don't think Tom sure. would let his would, uh, would let his bag get fucking off in his movie. But anyway, uh, so yeah, I mean, Spider Man, Sp- Spider Amazing Spider Man Two just had so many fucking problems with it. It, it just it. It gave us the, the Green Goblin story with Dane DeHaan that was just completely unearned. He just goes home and just becomes Green Goblin and then comes back in a ugly motherfucker in the in in like the, the in the end of the third act to just fucking wreak havoc. And I'm like, this makes no fucking narrative sense right. at all. He's already defeated the main villain. Like, why are we even tacking this on? Because we want to build a franchise. We want to get to the Sinister Six, and that's where Sony's fucking binoculars were at, and they were just focused on that horizon, and they failed to make a good movie. They were just focusing on the future. Yeah. All right, right. Jake, number ones. My number one. Let's get into it. Highly controversial. Fifty Shades of Grey. Do you want to punish me right now? Yes. I want to punish you right now. How's that highly controversial? Everyone knows those movies are trash. Exactly. They should have been better. (laughs) (laughs) Jay's like, you made a movie about sex and you didn't make it compelling. I hate that. That's my point. (laughs) Nothing about these worked. And they should have been, at the very least... Soapy and the soapiness didn't work. What Jay's saying, and what's is, even worse, at the is very this least. is supposed to be like a hard R 
sexy movie. And it was the least sexy movie of all time. You guys just heard it. And it Jace. could not improve upon it. And they made three of these motherfuckers. And I saw all goddamn three of them. You just heard Jay's movie. Movie. The way he says movie. but Because uh, I was so pissed but off what you're saying it. is, at the very least, you wanted to, to, to jerk. I wanted to see a sexy movie. You wanted to jerk off. Because there's no movies. sexy movies anymore. And this is about like you, you, you know, I, I kind of grew up in the soap opera shit with my grandmother and all. Yeah, me that too. Stuff I watched them with my mom. And you know, so at the very least, like I can get behind some silly movies like that some from, from time to time. And the fact that they were making a fan fiction Twilight book that was really beloved, and it was going to be a hard R, and it was going to be more grown up, more sexy, all this shit. But what you're saying it, is, is that you, is that you wish you could have jerked off to these movies? Is no. I just, or at least be turned on. Um, by all right, like um, Basic Instinct. You know, like there's a lot of sexy scenes right. in that in that movie, right? I, I know. I, I, I'm following. Alluring, you know. I fun it. thing, something like that. You know, and there was nothing. It just did not work. It was so cold. It was not a turn on. Not or, even on or, my radar because I never, wa- I never watched any of them. So it was complete trash, complete letdown, huge letdown. Jay, my number one is not. It's not some huge surprise, right? Uh, it's not a hot take. I think everyone expects this. Transformers. Hey, Mudflap, what are we going to do with this shrimp taco? Let me just bump a cap in his ass, throw him in the truck, and then nobody going to know nothing, not me. I'm a little surprised. Promising first movie. I'm a little surprised. I, you like could, I was expecting maybe Jaws or something, you know? Nah, yeah, that, that could go on there. I'm surprised it wasn't even on your honorable mentions list. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, you're right. I'm like, I was actually expecting the... Since it wasn't on your honorable mentions, I was expecting you to say Jaws. Here's the thing. Um, I, I think because I grew up watching Jaws, like I, Jaws is uh, probably, I'll say this now, but I might change my mind at some point. It's definitely on my top 10, certainly in my top five, but maybe my favorite movie of all time is the original Jaws. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I would say that. If someone asked me what yours is, I, I would probably just say that as it's a default. Jaws or, it's Jaws or Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, I would say I, I would say Jaws as a default, and then I would also just have to come back with the whole Star Wars thing. Yeah, yeah so. Course. But, you know, I as a kid watching Jaws, like, I liked two. It was fine. You know what I mean? Three, oh, they're in SeaWorld. I loved SeaWorld when I was a kid. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know? And then the fourth one just happened. And, like, it, because I think because most, if you notice, like, most of the ones had, had more recent entries in the franchise. You grew up being submissive about it all. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right, right. It was an abusive relationship. <laughs> I kept wanting, <laughs> kept wanting them to be good and they were bad, and I just kept coming back. Uh, but no. But I mean. But, Gave me that good dick once. and uh, But and, it's a franchise that's dead. Like, all the ones that are on my list are franchises that are still around. Like, still still coming back still 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 trying to to i i understand i I understand that jaws is in the past i've made my peace as an adult watching it but as a kid i didn't care whether it was jaws 2 or jaws 4 but i did always know that jaws 1 was a fucking masterpiece as a kid but and it is yeah it was always my favorite obviously but like jaws 2 jaws 3 jaws 4 i'll watch them all who cares i remember a president's day marathon i was off from school and i I was home for president's day and they played all four jaws movies in a row and like i literally woke up at like 8 a.m and jaws 1 was like just starting and like i i started watching it and then the commercial came on it's like jaws all day president's day (laughs) or maybe it was labor day I know what or I'm maybe doing it was all Memorial day. day or whatever it was, and I was like, "Well, here I sit <laughs> <laughs> all fucking day, fucking oh my god." The type of day where, where where you had a day off from school, where you had a box of cereal sitting next to you, and you just kept pouring cereal into the same bowl of milk over and over again, <laughs> like that type of day where pajamas didn't get changed until my mom was calling me for oh, dinner, and I was man. I was halfway through Jaws four. <laughs> 
that type of day. <laughs> but anyway, uh, no, Transformers, man, because it had a promising first movie. I think, at least, I wasn't in love with it when I saw it. But, like, growing up as a kid, Transformers, it was always more my brother's thing. But, like, I always got it. I always liked it. So I, I really was- liked it. Yeah. And I think it was, it was well, really well casted. And yeah. they had really good effects that was cutting edge at the time. And I thought it was a, a nice marriage but with then, Michael Bay. And, and it had a narrative that you could follow. But then we get into two, and the narratives start getting more money, Ooh, and yeah. three, and then four, and then Very five. Very much aware of, its, and, of, of itself. And then we're just like, I don't even know what I'm watching anymore. And it's like, well, it's not for you. It's for the international market. That's why half of the movies are taking place in China now. And I was like, that's fine. I get, I, I get the international dollars. Why does that mean it, it can't have a cohesive story? What is, it's a Michael Bay movie. Yeah, it's an action movie, and it's, I think and and two lost me at the moment where, where where the giant one comes to life, and it has two wrecking balls for its nuts, and skids and mud flap are like, uh, you know, it's, completely um, racist characters. I know, I know, like, I know. It's it's I'm so not bizarre. With, I'm not with this, and I don't even think as a as, as a society we were as woke back then as we are now. But like, no, no. even then, it was the, that's how racist these tell. characters were. Is that it was too far then, <laughs> and you even could tell. You could, I mean, they they weren't was, getting lambasted for it, but like people were aware. It was it was, it was so aware. It was like too far then. I was like, oh. you might as well have just made two Transformers with blackface and big red lips. You fucking monsters. <laughs> I'm telling you. It was so I mean I watched it and I was just like ah, I guess I'll watch the third one and like that's when it all just started getting worse. And I don't know why I keep watching them. I think it's like I think it's like the reason like people used to listen to Howard Stern when they hated Howard Stern because they're like I want to see what crazy shit this motherfucker says now. I, I think so, so that I could be more enraged. I think so. And that's why I keep watching them because it's like I want to get more enraged over this. It's like people in politics too, you know. <laughs> And then they Some almost and then they themselves. almost saved it with Bumblebee. Bumblebee was okay because it gets into Gen Confession, One. I still haven't seen it. It's fine. Watch it. I feel bad. I want to. It's fine. I want to. I just I I just have a difficult time putting it on. I don't know why. And of course, Jay should hear me saying it's fine and know that he's watching a C plus movie. <laughs> like that's that's when I say it's fine. It's C plus. Yeah, you won't. You won't hate your. I don't hour. care. I'm gonna still watch it. You won't I'm, hate your two I, I'm gonna still watch it. it. Haley Steinfeld's charming as always. So. Always. But that's gonna do it for our list. So if you guys have uh, any top five worst franchises and you wanna you wanna bring them up to us, you can reach out to us on our social media. I am on Twitter at SuperMoviePod. I'm also on Instagram SMB Dave on there. Jay, where can people reach out to you? Indeed, I am on Twitter J underscore SMB and Instagram SuperMoviebros. I already gave everyone a Patreon link, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it here. If you wanted to join, you would have done it by now. You don't love us that much. That's fine. That's fine. I'm used to not being loved. Please love us. <laughs> but uh, if you Call don't want to join the hotline, leave a voice. If man. you don't want the Patreon, you don't want you don't want more ep- uh, episodes. You don't want more content. But you want us to keep continue doing the show. You want to show us how much you appreciate at least getting us on a weekly basis that may not be as on schedule as it used to be. Because fuck it, I'm raising a kid and I'm working a full time job. Stop being so insecure about that. I know it's just so hard. It's so hard. I used to, I used to be so on point getting it out. Oh my right god, you drive me crazy about that. I, yeah. I drive myself crazy. I lose 
lose sleep over when I can't edit this I, podcast it, on time. It, it blows my mind. Anxiety for sure. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, uh, please leave us. Please that. leave us a review. Write us a review on uh, on Apple Podcasts. And then, of course, we are part of a network. We are part of the Age of Radio Podcasting Network. So make sure that you head over to ageofradio.org. You can check out all the great shows that are part of the Age of Radio Podcast. You can go to our page over there and you can listen to every single episode of movie uh, of super movie bros podcast on there and of course uh you heard beard brother dylan he left us an extremely long voicemail just so long three minutes is just it's it's excessive but you can leave us a voicemail too and you can make it as long as you want and clearly we will play it regardless of its length don't dare say that <laughs> and of course you can reach out to us on at 267-590-9042 or just send us a voicemail message uh through email record it and then send it over super movie bros podcast at gmail.com i want to thank all of you guys for listening have a great one cheers cheers, cheers.